0: Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit.
1: What's up guys, happy January 2021. I know, first episode back. I'm excited. No, actually, I was so nervous to do the first episode because it's been a minute and I forgot how to even set up for a podcast.
0: (laughs) I know, I did have a little word for you. (laughs) All good. How was your summer holiday, Sarah? (laughs) It was great. Look, we had a bit of an experience. We went up to Queensland, had two COVID tests, came back to Melbourne, had, had the, the COVID, COVID tests. Test. So, Travelling interstate at the moment's hectic. Yeah, I'm staying in Victoria for a long time. Mm, I say that, but then I probably won't. <laughs> How but are I mean, you? How's your hot girl summer going? Uh, t- hot girl summer's been, it's been
1: fun. It's been, no, nah, it's been fun. Hot girl summer's fun. I feel like it's just started. I feel like we really haven't had much of a summer yet. Mm-hmm. The weather in Melbourne has been a little bit funky. That's okay. We have the tennis coming up. We have a whole heap of stuff. So I'm excited. And what else is happening for you in 2021? 2021, I feel like it's going to be quite similar to 2020, to be honest. I feel like... You were just telling me how shit
0: 2020 was. No,
1: no. I'm saying like energetically, it's going to be the same. And heaps of people have told us that. And we've spoken about that last year. 2021 is going to be... You can't plan things. There's no expectation. So that's what I felt like with 2020. And that's what 2021 is going to be like.
0: So we're kicking off this year's first episode with who? Give a d- drum roll.
1: <laughs> um, so first episode today is with um, our good friend, Lily Baker, who is
0: also my manager at LMB. So we talk about, what do we talk about? Well, we talked about influencing, yep. how influencing actually works. We talk about it from the this, talent management. Exactly. We sat, talk about it from a brand's perspective mm-hmm. and how brands can use social media uh, we talk a bit about l b Group, their new little... Baby. Yes. And we speak actually about Lil and her personal life, which is really, really interesting. And she was very, very vulnerable and I really appreciated that. That was you long. I brain I didn't know. That was hard. <laughs> I didn't do it.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, no, I really love the episode. It was really fun. And I feel like you... I feel like I learned a little bit about... about Balance, actually,
0: really, yeah. And just a little heads up, Lil did say, guys. I apologise for I didn't know who I am, where I'm from, and (laughs) (laughs) not only were we nervous, Lil was nervous. I forgot myself at the start as well. Look, this (laughs) intro is going very long. Okay,
1: let's go, guys. Happy 2021, and I hope you guys like the episode. Don't forget to like,
0: subscribe, and share with all your friends. Ciao. Lil Baker welcome to Curious Conversations. Hi guys I finally
2: made it. It's only been what 30 episodes I'm like she's here.
1: (laughs) She's back she's here. Welcome to the episode we're excited to have you. Thanks
2: guys thanks so much for having me it's an absolute honor obviously. (laughs) We know each other very well, and I've been a huge supporter of the podcast, so I feel very, very grateful to be on here today.
0: But everyone who is listening, who doesn't know who you are, can you give me a little Who doesn't know Lil oh, Baker? Oh, I'm
1: sure there is plenty out
0: there. <laughs> give us a
2: little spiel about you, what you Absolutely. do, who you are, where you come from. Um, So I am 29. Pushing 30 this year, so... Don't
1: talk to us about 30. Oh, guys,
2: <laughs> seriously. I'm going to have to have a um, an off, uh, off-screen chat with you about that. But um, <laughs> I am the director of uh, what I biasly think is Australia's best agency. So we represent talent um, and comms across a number of different commercial markets as well as a number of different sort of talent offerings, um, and I am... Yeah, just here trying to hustle and, and make something great of it. Do you know what? We've had a few of your talent, LNB
1: b talent on, and I feel like every talent's probably brought Lil up, don't you think? Yeah. So it's about time we intro you to the fam. Um, so you started L&B in 2014.
2: I did. Late 2013, we sort of ideated the concept. Yeah. So Social media was really um, starting to kind of hit its strides and was booming. Um, actually, no, it wasn't sort of booming quite yet, mm-hmm. but it definitely was a hot topic. Um, and then it wasn't until 2014 that we started outreaching to talent yep. and really started um, getting the ball rolling. So, yeah, early 2014, we started bringing yeah. on talent.
1: And is that because you saw a niche in the market? Because you've come from a background of management, right? Yeah. So you used to work at Giant Model Management and then I met you. Well, didn't meet you on the phone because you are in Sydney. So I used to work at Vivian's modelling agency and Lily worked in the Sydney office. Mm. So I would always know you as Lily Baker from Sydney mm. and then so, so did you it's see so a niche funny. I know it's so weird so did you see a niche in the market to start talent it's 18?
2: actually a really interesting story and it's probably not a story I've told very much but um I was very young so yeah I started working at Vivian's when I was actually 18 but I worked down at creative so representing yeah. photographers hair and makeup artists and stylists which is what
1: I did too yeah, in exactly Melbourne, yeah, yeah.
2: So I was junior burger um, there, and actually worked for free for the first little did while. You? I did, and was hustling at a cafe oh, on the side it. in Sydney, um, and still at uni full time. Mm-hmm. So I was studying international business at uni at the time, um, and we—I transitioned from the creative desk down to the modelling desk, and we had a call one day from a big client who had a thumping budget. Mm-hmm. So um, it was about you know 200k budget, and I said to my boss, "Fuck, we could get some international girls in mm-hmm. here for this." Um, And she's like, no, no, like, let's, you know, just see what they want and and whatever. And they wanted a particular girl who we couldn't even get econ work for. Wow. She was such a sweet girl, but she was not a working model Uh at all. And I said to my boss, I need to know why. Why her? Yeah. And she's like, don't ask questions, just book her. Uh And I'm like, no, no, I want to ask why. So I asked. I was actually C-Folly was a client. And I said, why this particular Uh girl? And they said because of her social media following. Shut up. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, there's something in this. This chick doesn't even fucking book $50 an hour for e-com. How is she getting this thumping $100,000 worth Ah. of of budget? Um, So I went to my boss and said, this is something. And she's like, no, it's not. So I came back to Melbourne, started working at Giant. Um, and then we started LMB with my beautiful mum, Lisa, and we founded it um, together and, and the rest is kind of history. And obviously it's evolved so quickly mm-hmm. over the eight years and what it was back then is certainly not what it is now. Yep. Um, but it's been an incredible ride and so amazing to see how things have developed and mm-hmm. evolved over the years.
1: That's cool. I didn't know that story. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like you're such a go-getter from seeing an opportunity like that to yeah. starting a business. I and hate you have-
2: Someone telling me no. Yeah. So as soon as my boss is like, and do you know what, I've got a great relationship with yeah. you now. Um, and Vivian's now does have an influence yeah. board. Yeah. So, um, a talent board. So you know they were sort of five years late to the party. Yeah. But regardless, they sort think, of got there. Yeah.
1: I think with you for your advantage. I think because you were so young, you could see mm, that there was Ignorance b- is businesses worse. like that are very old school and very mm. stuck in their own ways. Which I think that's probably where you kind of come in and like,
0: whoop, see an opportunity yeah. and bang. I think it's cool. I was going to say,
2: how did you trust your gut in- instinct on that one? Um, Really good question. So ignorance is bliss yeah. when mm-hmm. it comes to a lot of things yep. and that's the thing, gut instinct is a massive thing. But also my mum's an enabler. So mm-hmm. since I was literally could understand, yeah. and mum would always tell me, you're going to be extraordinary. You're yeah. going to be great. You're going to be the editor of Vogue. You could be whatever you wanted to be. So... I've never had doubt in my ability to be successful, Mm -hmm. ever. So um, I was a terrible student um, and not necessarily, I did well at school, Mm -hmm. so still got a really good end score, did, you know, enough to do what I wanted to do at uni, but I never had doubt in my ability as a person yeah so I think when starting LMB yes there was an element of not understanding what it actually was that I was about to embark on Mm -hmm. um also you know having my mum there as um she's had a business uh really successful business previously my dad owns his own business so they had a good understanding of the foundations Mm -hmm. of what it was to start a business um so that mitigated some of the risk I guess um but also I just knew that I could outwork Other people. So what I didn't have in knowledge, I had in passion. Yeah. Um, and what I didn't have in straight credit I had in grit. So for me, a big part of it was literally never um allowing myself to doubt myself. Yeah. Um and you know, eight years on the business is absolutely booming and um, you know, everyone's doing incredibly well and it's expanding. So We've sort of done something right, I think, <laughs> along I think the that's way. So, I think that's so good. We've come across this in a lot of podcasts with businesses where like passion is what drives success mm. and you've literally just said oh, that. Babe. Yeah, It's one of those things. If you're not passionate about yeah, what you're anything, selling, anything. do you think the other person you're selling to could no, give a shoot?
1: exactly. And yeah. I think also your mom. like if anyone else knows your mom, Lisa yeah. Baker, like fucking girl boss, oh. like we call her aka Kris Jenner. Yeah. Like the original. No, yeah, yeah, the OG. Like she, that's like the perfect person to like, Learn from yeah, and you're lucky you get to work with your mum. Yeah. cool.
2: oh, it's unbelievable. And a little bit about my mum, she is quite an extraordinary woman. So by nature, she's actually very shy, mm-hmm. which people probably don't get from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and her shyness can potentially come across as um, she's not sort of as warm as and My mum's like this too. Yeah, yeah, but she is the most fiercely loyal. Unbelievably 100%. talented, super intelligent. Without mum, Ellen B would not be a thing. Yeah, a- at all. No fucking way. Yeah, not have lasted a, a month. Yeah, your without her, wild. Yeah, she's it. unbelievable. I'm smiling
0: so much because I love her so yeah, much. She's oh. the best. She's incredible. She, she is best. Can you tell us a little bit how influencing has changed since 2014? Yeah. What it was like back then compared to what it's like now? Absolutely.
2: So it was bloggers back then. <laughs> right. So, um, and it's interesting these terms that mm. people sort of label talent with have become taboo as the mm. industry evolved. So when um, we started LMB, it was sort of blogger management mm-hmm. um, and, you know, yes, Instagram was obviously the hero platform but websites and, and blogs were also equally as relevant and important. Um, now, you know, we would never even have, we don't have a single client on You know, at the Mm. moment, who would want to blog? It's not anymore. Yeah. Um. So, you know, budgets. Obviously, I mean, in 2020 alone, there was eight billion dollars spent on influencers on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Alone. Yeah. Eight billion dollars. That's wild. It's insane. So, for us, um, you know, there's been huge evolution, evolution in ideas, evolution Mm. in trust, but also a um, massive shift where. Brands now understand. So in 2014, we'd be like, it's gonna be X amount, and the brands would have no idea. Whereas now every single job we report on, every single job we provide, you know, an analysis, was it good, was it bad, how are we measuring good and bad? Um, so there's a lot more to kind of answer for, but it makes sense. There's a lot more money being invested. Um so you know, there's been significant shift, but I think where LMB has had a great point of difference is, again, our level of care. So at no stage were we sort of um, you know laid down and accepted the fact that, yep, the business is making money, our talent's doing great jobs. Um, I get bored very easily. So <laughs> for me, it's the evolution and the chase that excites me. So once we've kind of nailed one element, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh okay what's next yeah and how are we adding value what's our usp how are we um you know providing a service to a client that is so far above what they can get anywhere else there's actually not a question as to where they'll come yeah i have a question what's usp unique selling proposition (laughs) so our point of difference our point of difference um do you know what that's actually Jaden, um our general manager who is my my rock, my confidant, my absolute. Yeah, she's a legend. She's, yeah. I don't actually even have words for for her. She's um, someone who completely changed LMB mm-hmm. um, in terms mm. of structure and, um has been such a pivotal part of, of our business but she came from a marketing background and she had all these terms, terms yeah. you're like and what like, the hell well, literally yeah. i you've got to dumb it down for me I've got no fucking <laughs> yeah. idea what you're talking about in the middle of the meeting I'm like mm-hmm, I'm actually your director but <laughs> yeah. I don't know what what that is but um yeah so unique selling proposition about, which is important for yeah. any business like what are you doing differently mm-hmm. and and why do people identify themselves with you so I know if someone comes to LMB, they're not just getting a talent. They're getting full service. Yeah, totally. They're getting an idea. They're getting the production. They're getting, yes, the talent is obviously a massive part of that, but they're getting the service of a business that genuinely cares to know what their objectives Mm. are, what they're trying to achieve, what the outcome needs to be, and if it doesn't work, the why and how we can provide a solution for them. Can we peel it
0: back a bit and have two point of views so everyone listening who are removed from the influencer Mm. world, how operates. So, how does an influencer work with a brand, or yeah. if a brand's listening and they want to work yeah. with an influencer, how does it work, and where are you involved, and what's the actual process? I think, yeah.
1: I think a lot of people. Uh, that's a really good question. I think a lot of people look at influencers and they think it's a waste of money. Yeah. Because a lot of people haven't changed their mindset to understand. be like, okay, well, actually, mm-hmm. digital mm-hmm. marketing is where it's at. Like, there's no way, Tally Lou, I would never pay for an ad in a magazine. No. Twenty thousand on an ad. I'm no. sorry. No way. I'd yeah. rather spend twenty thousand dollars on an influencer that's got when to you work. can't
2: actually. See any yeah. sort of analytics or no what, way. It's, yeah, what it's yeah. driving. Um, fantastic question. So the way that we work is very different to the way that other agencies yeah. work. So we're strategy-based with all of our talent. So as Tully will know, um, and for those listening who, who don't know, Tully was actually one of the first talent LMB oh, yeah. brought on. Um, so she's been with us from the very, very beginning of the agency. But Um, We are very accountable to our talent. So we'll sit down every single quarter, we'll create our goals, what are we trying to achieve, Um, and then from there we'll create a roadmap and do a lot of outreach to clients. Mm So you know, Tull or Mm. whoever um, the talent might be might say, I want to be, you know, the creative director of um, Louis Vuitton Mm -hmm. is, you know. Fucking amazing. A big big dream. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there. Um, And, okay, that's a massive dream. Mm -hmm. Obviously that's not a short-term goal, but what can we do to eventually have that be a reality? So for us, you know, we'd reach out to brands who um, would be looking for someone who could be a creative director within their business you know, emulate um, sort of a position that eventually could go into that direction. Um, And then obviously on the reverse, brands will come to us and say, look, we've got um, a campaign happening, who in your talent um, stable would be speaking to an audience of, you know, women between 18 and 35 who um, promotes self-confidence and health. Mm -hmm. So we can say to them, oh, you know, Tegan Martin would be a fantastic person for that. This is how much it would cost. Mm -hmm. This is what a package could look like um, and then would help execute that. So there's an element of proactive outreach and then there's also an element of reactive um, sort of execution of what brands bring to us.
0: And for a brand, what would be a good
2: return on investment for them? it's honestly babe it's a really good question as well um it's depending on the objective so some brands want brand awareness it's actually not sales that they're they're chasing obviously you know majority of brands are wanting to see return on sales um some could be you know foot traffic in store some could be um you know support around a launch for new collection um but a lot of what we're doing now is actually not just social media based so Mm. it's you know, below the line as well in terms of strategy with clients. So we'll sit down with brands and say, um, you know, what are your objectives? What are you trying to actually achieve? We're trying to achieve, um, you know, a new demographic with the younger audience, with millennials. Fantastic. Here's a strategy on how you can actually do that. So social media is a part of that, yeah. but there's also a huge piece of strategy that goes along mm-hmm. with it. So um, there's yeah, it's it's changed so significantly from from what it sort of was a one dimensional platform, and now it's um, it's kind of a, a maze for a lot of people. Yeah. Talking about change, Instagram has changed so much. Mm. Let's talk about algorithms. Mm. So
1: obviously, I can see the algorithm; it's completely mm. changed. What would you? How would you educate your influencers about the algorithm? And what have you seen that's changed? I'm an uh, interesting one on
0: this. Don't worry about it. Don't focus really on. No.
2: okay. For me, I just think. What about you, if you're a brand though? How can, can, can you
0: increase engagement?
2: If, authenticity is so important. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and it's not heroed enough on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but just back to that, that point when I say don't worry about it, you can never mm. keep up
0: with That's the way true. that they're evolving. Yeah.
2: So if you're trying to change the way that you use social media to keep up with the way social media is evolving, doesn't. There's no fucking like, yeah, you're yeah, fucking yeah. kidding yourself. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, in order to stay sane to yourself. Yeah. And actually be able to evolve yourself personally, you just need to have stay your in social your own media lab. as an extension of yourself. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be, and you know, it is a tricky thing and a lot of the talent that we look after you use social media differently. So Um, You know, some of our talent, we've really created a personal brand around them Um, and, you know, their social media is not necessarily a place where they go and speak freely Mm -hmm. about themselves and, um, you know, share their inner most deepest, darkest secrets because people actually don't want to see that of them. And then there's other talent, you know, like Tull's a much more kind of open book with her audience who can speak freely about her experiences, and you know, about how she's feeling, and and those types of things. So, there's actually no one set of rules for social media. Yeah, I was actually that was one of my questions with
0: especially 2020 how it was and it, such a political year and mm. people wanting to know mm. people's mm. point of views. Mm. <laughs> oh, we, were, oh we had a couple of little yeah, yeah hiccups. Year did, you, you did have hiccups. Yeah, like what happens there? One
2: hundred percent. Yeah, babe. This is the thing. Social media has ended up being a place where it's unfortunately a a platform where you're open to criticism. You're open to other people's opinions. Yes, while you're sharing yours, there's going to be reverse opinions. So in 2020, everyone was so highly emotional, which Mm. is, you know, completely fair enough. Um, People were financially struggling. They were struggling. Mentally. Mentally. You know, it was just an absolute shit show of a year. Um, But you couldn't do anything right either. Yeah. So you'd speak about a beauty trend and you'd be a racist. You'd yeah. speak about, you know, a political view and you'd be, you know, a lefty. You'd be speaking about, you know, nothing you could do was right. Yeah. So that's where I think don't – if they do not know you personally, don't take it personally. Yeah, mm. right. You've just got to be open to understanding that people are going to have their opinions and, unfortunately, they wouldn't say it to your face because yeah, the no things way. That they're saying behind a computer screen – is so, you know, below the belt yeah. that you would never in a million years have someone come up to you in the street and say, "Sarah, I think you're ugly." <laughs> oh, I
0: would well, probably punch
2: you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, and rightly so. Yeah, but, you know, you just have to take it. You have to take it with a grain of salt. And if you don't have that sort of personal strength or um, you know self confidence in yourself, yeah. it is a dangerous place to be. 100 percent. I think.
1: Also, like, we – I, yeah, I feel like you just have to kind of be like, well, I put myself out there. Like, mm. this is my job. I put myself out there in these things. And that's actually part of your job. Mm. You're going to get, like, people coming at you. You're going oh, to get babe. different opinions. It's just like you just – exactly what you say. You just have to kind of take but it. But in
2: real life as well. Yeah. I know. 100 You have to be able to take totally. it. Totally. Yeah. And so yeah. many people would look at, you know, me. Yeah. Obviously, I don't have a, um, a profile on social media, you know, like that. But there's other things that I know, you know, for LMB mm. expanding – why are you doing that? Mm. Oh, you know, they must be doing this and yeah. everyone's got an opinion. Of but course I they do. I fucking love it. Yeah. I'm like, you thrive off I that. I'm like the opposite. I'm
1: learning to like, like be like, okay, that's part of the job. Got to accept it. Yeah.
0: But I hate it. This is one of the things, I'm going to say problems, I say with social media. Mm. Say you have one such strong view on something and that's all you follow, that's all you interact with you're just getting fed the same thing mm. and the same thoughts, the same propaganda, and you, ne- you don't get that balanced point of view. Mm. That's what do you where mean I'm from
1: think- like a follower or an influencer? No,
0: so if I'm – say I only like the colour red and I follow every Instagram page that –
1: So the algorithm. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The
0: algorithm is completely out of whack for Instagram mm. and it yeah. creates a bigger divide amongst communities mm. and culture within all of us. Yeah.
2: To be honest, um, this is my prediction, everyone – Is this Instagram? Get your sports bets out, like, fucking ready for it. I actually think the cool kids are going to take a lot off Instagram. I think so so too. It's going to be a place where – What do you mean they're going to take – They're going to take their life off Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah, take their life off social. You can already see that. Yeah. Um, And I think the algorithm is one thing, but people engaging and interacting with the algorithm and the way that it's actually – um, got people addicted to um, you know the platform as a whole, and just the way people are with social media. I think there's going to be a full revolution back to. I think so. I, re- I think it's already happening. It's, it's it's honestly, it's so restricting. It's like this this urge for freedom to get mm-hmm. out of this rev- you know this this technology, especially mm-hmm. um, in you know last year where so many people Instagram within the first two months of lockdown happening the engagement increased by 70, uh, 730% or 73%. Wow. There was some doesn't surprise me. stat. stat. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. I'll get the stat. But people were so addicted yeah. to their phone, it was – actually disturbing to yeah. see the stats. So, and then I think people are so aware now. Like I'm mm. even aware.
0: I'm like, whoa, I need to be way more present. Like yeah. I'm using my phone too much. But And that pushes me back from mm. it as well. In defending people in the first few months of last year, it was the only connection we had. So True. you think we had house mm. party, we had all these, everyone yes. on FaceTime. And so it's screen, amazing for that. Screen time was
1: it is up amazing. in that sense. Yeah. Because we had nothing else to do. So I just want to talk, we've spoken really heavily on Instagram mm. and obviously social media is a massive pillar. There's yeah. like YouTube, TikTok all these kind of things clubhouse, clubhouse now. now how do you like keep up with all these do you
2: push your influencers to try new like avenues or platforms fantastic question so for us um a huge part and he's giving away some um <laughs> some secrets but i've actually um worked really closely with our team to work out kind of what's next so yeah for for me a huge focus of us is actually off social media okay. so um, back to traditional yep. media, which um, I think traditional media is going to have a big comeback. Um, not that it obviously ever went anywhere, but. When you say, it, sorry, sorry, when you say traditional TV, for people that are radio, okay. yeah, print. Could podcast um, be
1: traditional media? Podcasts, no, really. I think. It would be
2: new media, but, yeah. um, you know, things for us, um, we created Lady Bunch um, oh, yeah, true. in 2020. So having um, those sort of digital series that can sit mm-hmm. back on social, but. Um, It's, you know, it becomes its Mm -hmm. own um, sort of broadcasting platform. Um, But for us, it's, you know, those creative directing roles. So at the moment we're working with um, Latan and and Rosalia and um, L&B collectively are Mm -hmm. working as creative directors to reposition the brand, bring out, um, you know, new formulation of one of their tans. Um, So for us, we've divided into four Mm -hmm. and, yes, social media is a part of that and keeping up with the new platforms and being... Aware of what those platforms are doing, but it's also evolving the person for us. Yep. So, Lovely. um yeah, it's.
1: I think that's with LMB. That's where the care, what you're talking about before, is mm. like the care that you guys take in all of us is like fucking
2: phenomenal. Well, our business model on paper makes no sense. So, really? in eight years, we have not brought on many talent, yep. more talent. So, mm-hmm. in terms of our product, our product line has not. Evolved mm. ah. as such, but the product offering yes. has evolved significantly. So the business smart. model, yeah, well, it's 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 smart, but also dangerous. So yeah. we've invested so heavily in the talent that we have to increase their offering. Mm-hmm. You know, if anyone goes to leave us, that's you know years of investment mm-hmm. that we've put into to that talent. But for me, we're not working with a product; we're working with a person. Yeah. So the evolution of that person is an evolution of me, it's an evolution mm. of l b it's an evolution of the business as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that business model because I'm so confident that the service and care that we provide to our talent coming from a modelling agency, yeah. knowing what else is out there, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So if you know our talent do want to leave and it's not the right fit for them, at no stage would we ever want to be like, no, you've got to stay. And we're, we're so fortunate that we haven't had the situation mm. where – um, you know, big money and talent has has left us because we do look after them yeah. and we listen to what they want so they don't have to go elsewhere because mm-hmm. we will facilitate what they want. Yeah. Um, and whether that be hiring another staff member to get them on TV or, you know, hiring someone to help evolve their content or whatever it is, we'll invest in them. Mm-hmm. So it's a, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting business model that we've developed but it works for us.
0: Yeah. Do you think in the next few years we'll, you'll probably have to tap into the younger generation yeah. because there is this TikTok, new generation yeah. coming through. Like, the way I interact with social media is so
2: different mm. to my 15-year-old niece. Mm. 100%. And it is so important for new talent, yes, but also our existing talent. Mm. It's important that we get some new blood in to mm. oh, 100%. have, um, you know, the insight to see how they're engaging. We are bringing on, um, you know, some new younger talent who I'm super excited about but um, – The other thing is, you know, from a personality standpoint, Mm. their needs are so different Different, to the needs of, you know, our longstanding existing talent. Um, And I'm young. Mm. Don't get me wrong. At no stage am I a fucking fossil. So uh, for me, I'm like, hold on, like you asking me what USP is, they're saying these terms and like, oh, my God, I'm cool. I don't know what that is. Um, but yeah, so bringing on new talent is incredibly important, um, for, for younger talent, but it's, it's interesting for us. We haven't had this crazy, um, need probably Mm -hmm. until now to do so. Yeah. And I'm very driven by my gut. So if I see a talent, I'm like, you are going to be a star. Mm -hmm. That's something I'll get passionate about, but I don't go out seeking who is it going to be.
0: But even for brand point of view, like. Wanting to tap into what's the generation after us? What are they called? Gen Z? Gen
2: Z. I have no heard. idea. Yeah. What do we, Gen Y? Yeah, Gen Z.
0: And so, what if your brand wants to tap into them and you're like, oh, how do they interact? Like, good fucking my, luck to
2: the brand. Yeah. That's <laughs> <Seriously. laughs> Good luck trying it. Yeah.
0: Because, like, Sienna, she comes out with us, like, Tal and I, and she's like literally on Snapchat the whole, whole time. time. Mm. And I'm like, I haven't opened Snapchat but, for four years. Yeah, mm. And she, we asked her the other day, we're like, oh, she's like, oh,
1: I never really go on Instagram. I'm like, that's so interesting mm. because mm. Instagram is what we all use. And they use Snapchat because they all, the think of want, who
2: uses Facebook now. It's like, oh, the I do yeah. 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 So,
1: like, she wants, they're constantly like snapping, like eating dinner, doing this stuff. And I was like, wow, that's
2: so interesting. Mm. And or, also the engagement in terms of like, you know, they've got hundreds of people liking the, it's Honestly, crazy. i I get 28 people like you,
0: <laughs> but like TikTok
1: and stuff, like it's so like you get one viral video on TikTok and you are like
2: massive. Superstar, yeah. And
1: I've I've used TikTok many times. It's mm. fucking hard to get like a video with more than like whatever likes. Mm. Um, it's crazy. But talking about like evolving and like moving and stuff. So you've just created L&B Group.
2: Yes. So, tell so we us haven't a spoken. Bit about this. Um, we haven't spoken about the LMB Group um, publicly yet. Um, so again, for us, it's about what's next. And okay. for us, what's next is um, helping our talent develop further. Mm-hmm. And that's what the LMB group is. So it's a tangible extension of LMB management and it's helping our talent develop their own product. So whether um, you know that be in the beauty space, the fashion space, the lifestyle space, um, we've got years and years of knowledge as mm-hmm. to what sells for each talent so tell we know what sells for your Mm -hmm. audience because we've worked with enough brands i'm hoping it's leggings yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) guys hashtag telly lou seriously but you know we know rosalia sells you know Mm. oak lip liner Mm -hmm. by mac in the shade honey love like we have that specific insight on what products sell how much of it sells? At what price point it sells? Mm-hmm. To who it sells? So we essentially have a, a roadmap for each of our talent as to where they could go if they wanted to start their own their own product. But um, in the same vein as you guys would know, it's not as easy as clicking your fingers and having a business. Oh. So the LMB Group will essentially be the operations behind the business. So yeah. we'll help structure the business. We'll help. Um, you know, find the manufacturer, we'll help actually position the brand, we'll help with the marketing, we'll help with the launch and then we'll help with the ongoing operations of the day-to-day business. Mm-hmm. So um, we've got two brands in the works at the moment mm-hmm. with two of our talent and then um, we've also got a collab happening. So to give you just a little bit of a, a structural insight, um, there's CoLab, which mm-hmm. is short, sharp, um, you know, once it's sold, it doesn't get repeated. Um, so, for example, Atua times, times Rosa. Ali, yeah, okay. exactly. But we'd be the Atua. Okay. So the LMB Group would oh, be right. funding the collab. Mm-hmm. Um. So we've got.
0: So there wouldn't be an external third no, brand.
2: We'd be that brand. Okay. So I so thought there was an external.
0: Third no. party. So okay. that was to sit
2: with LMB. Management. We had a massive yeah, fight yeah, about an this argument. Interview. Yes, I'm glad. She watched that video that much, and she's like, I don't understand. Excitement. And I'm
1: like, No, it's like banging body coming to me and doing a collab.
2: And she called me fucking dumb. I didn't well, call that. I did. See, that worries <laughs> me though. That you don't understand. No, because Sarah I,
1: didn't understand. And then I tried to explain it, and, and I thought I understood, yeah. but I didn't. But now now that you're saying, do I do I get a I I said sorry yesterday. I did
2: say sorry. This is accidentally did call her fucking dumb. This is what's interesting though. Again, it's a first-to-market concept. Okay, no other agency has this as an extension of their offering. So therefore, there is this resistance when you're trying to explain. Because I was
0: the so reason to clarify, this
2: is only available for your talent. Then, well, not necessarily. Well, like at the moment, yes. But if we have Shanina Shake come to us saying, "Hey, oh, I want no to develop," say that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I want to develop a lipstick. We'd be like, fantastic. Sit down. Here's our okay. development team. Here's how you do it. So, this so me traditional
0: like. Just Wait, Sarah,
2: Sarah from the country,
0: I couldn't come to you, but you and be like, I want to de- develop an activewear no. label. So, no. for example, can sorry, I Sarah, just from, put this? Sorry, Sarah sorry, from the country.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we love you, babe, but you don't have the platform also, to do it.
1: <laughs> Wait, so if I said to you guys, because obviously I'm a talent there, I came to you and I said, "Hey guys, I'm desperate to start a college and brand." Mm-hmm you guys would do that?
2: Yep. Well, we'd okay. be like, first of all, we'd do some research. So okay. we'd be like, okay, collagen. We'd start getting in touch with some collagen brands. How are you selling for that product? Okay. okay are okay. you selling it well? Mm-hmm. If you are selling it well, in what SKUs? Who mm-hmm. are we selling it to? What's the kind of demo that um, you're speaking to? And then if it works well, we can obviously look into it. But it's not something that we are going to be like, hey, everyone, come oh, yeah, board. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very... Um, sort of select and it also needs to be in, um, you know, a controlled way to see how it actually rolls yeah. out. And with the co That wasn't me. That was Sarah.
1: She yells. Oh. She, sorry. I just have oh. to cut it. Every time I do a podcast, she's put your phone on, do not disturb. And, and if I can... bang my arm on the thing or my phone, <laughs> she looks at me and she's the one with the phone on today. i will have to
2: break up a I, brawl in a I know minute. Right. I'm owning it. My bad. I'm sorry. My bad. my bad. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's something that it's a very, very new concept, yeah. and it actually gets me so excited so speaking f- about it. That's B-b-b- pillar. That's, <laughs> that's pillar, pillar one, one. collaboration so that's collab. Yeah. So essentially, I could say to tell, all right, babe, let's do a, a collab on t-shirt, mm-hmm. and we'd essentially sit down. What do you want to design it as? Yep. And it'd be Telly Lou's T-shirt. LNB would do the facilitating of the manufacturing, mm-hmm. um, you know, the marketing rollout yep, yep. with our marketing team, um, and then you know, obviously the orders and the the whole process yep, yep. would be done in house. And then at the moment, two talent in the development of a co- collab. And then so the next, so one talent is for collab. So mm-hmm. collab will only be one at a time. Yep. Then brands is always on, so that's like Tully oh, yeah. Okay. So essentially, we would come into Tully Lou and mm-hmm. essentially be the operations behind Tully Lou, mm-hmm. um, and we've got two brands in development at the moment. Well, yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah, can which I, is really exciting.
1: Can I just ask? This like blo- this is like amazing and blows my mind. You obviously have staff at Allenby at the moment, and you're doing separate. that. So how do you incorporate? those like how who's looking after what like how did the businesses you-
2: are completely separate okay so one thing that we didn't want to do is come cannibalize one business to have another one another okay um so um for those who don't know our incredible team um at lmb management are phenomenal but mm-hmm. um they so you be stick with that across, side and yeah. then you've got okay cool yeah so the LNB group's got a whole nother structure, Same. whole nother team, okay. a lot of um, external consultants. Uh-huh. Um, until we sort of understand what that looks like internally, so we'll have obviously like head of production, mm-hmm. um, and then from an operations standpoint, yeah. ensuring you know customer service and, and those types of things are sorted. Um, but given that obviously LMB management is a service-based business, uh-huh. being in you know more of a product space, mm-hmm. it's been an amazing learning thing, and oh, it 100%. hasn't been an overnight. It's been going. This has been going for eighteen months. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah. we just haven't sort of spoken about it, um, and it's been sort of ticking along, and you know things like again as you guys know, trademarking, setting up the structure mm. of things, ensuring that um, suppliers. You know, suppliers are right. Um, and also for us, you know, one of the brands that we're developing mm. is an alcohol and one's a beauty, mm. um, a beauty product. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're completely different mm-hmm. fields, completely different needs, completely different talent, completely different offering. Um, so yeah, there's, there's plenty going on. And obviously last year I had almost 12 months off, um, off work. So it's been an interesting, um, interesting journey while not being a hundred percent here. So it's, um, yeah, the LMB group hopefully is launching in, um, roughly around April. Oh my God, Um, that's so exciting. So it's really exciting. Yeah. So go back to like.
1: Business and you and running a business. Mm-hmm. Now you just mentioned that you got sick last year, mm. year before 2019. Oh yeah, two thousand and nineteen. Oh my yeah. god, the years just literally like melt into one. Uh, how? Tell us a little bit about that, and then also running a business. Like mm. I know you're very controlling, like us. Mm. How did you step away and let that business
2: run? Did, well, were so you interesting. How? Like yeah. I, that would been hard. So starting only be at twenty two. Um, I felt like I'd given birth to this business so I had um you know with mum ideated it I cared for it I'd nurtured it I fucking love it it's Mm -hmm. an extension of me LMB management Lily Mae Baker Mm -hmm. Lisa Marie Baker it's you know it's a huge part of my identity um and what comes with that is a huge amount of um you know a protective instinct and a level of control that you want to keep Um, and you know, the business was growing and it was it was doing really, really well. But what I didn't see was how much I was choking it because I actually wasn't allowing our team to um you know work to their full potential. Mm. And it wasn't that our team was necessarily scared of um me, <laughs> hopefully not girls, <laughs> um necessarily scared of me, but also they wanted to please and they wanted to ensure that they were doing the best job by, you know, our standards. Um and I, you know, had an incredible boyfriend for um, almost four and a half years and he was went through the trenches with mm. me. So um, I sacrificed a lot of my 20s for LMB and growing the business and when my friends were out having fun and going overseas and doing things that friends do and, mm. you know, having a whole heap of fun, I was working fucking tirelessly, you know, my boyfriend at the time who was so understanding, but, you know, I'd get home and I'd be in work mode and be like, and like, you know, bossing him around. And, um, you know, there there was a lot of learning that came um, with being a boss. And then in um, October of 2019, I had a a really bad um, accident and I actually tore my spine. Mm. And the way they described it was like taking a plug out of a bath and the bath water, which was, the fluid around my the sp- brain,
1: oh, the brain
2: was leaking out of my spine. And like what a mm. bath does, it creates suction. So my, my brain was literally being sucked down my spine. Get out. So um What kind of accident did you have? I yeah. had a really bad car accident. So oh. um I yeah, and I tore essentially a sheath in my nerve, mm. in my actual spinal cord. Um, so I had four failed, um, operations. Actually the fourth was it's semi, um, it's semi-took, but basically they had to go in and try and patch up the tear to try and stop the fluid from leaking out of my spine. What
0: symptoms were you experiencing in this time?
2: Um, so it was, honestly, I cannot even articulate what kind of pain it was because essentially, when your brain is put under stress, um, and the stress that my brain was put under was intense pressure. So the pressure of my brain being pulled down oh. was my whole body wanting to shut down, nausea, vomiting, um, headaches. The most—it wasn't oh. even a headache—the most intense pressure, pain in my head to the point I thought my head was going to. Oh my explode. gosh! Ringing in the ears, couldn't see. Um, but it also mimics um, the signs of dementia. So because the back of your brain is essentially the, the brain so yeah. that part was the part that was being pushed against my skull so in um I was in in a hospital for six months and one of the questions I ask you every morning is where are you what's your name mm. what year is it and I remember one morning I thought it was 19 uh, oh. 1996 and I don't even know what 1996 fucking was I was five years old yeah like it was scary but you know um, through that time, I, you know, I wasn't even allowed to have a pillow, so I was completely flat, wasn't able to get out of bed, couldn't shower, couldn't get up to go to the toilet. Um, and being, you know, a proud 28 year old, I was fucking, I was yeah. top of my pops. Yeah. You know, like prime time, I, Yeah, Totally. And, you know, was having a great time and, um, you know, what in hindsight I now see, um, I got a tickle from the universe when having an intense um, bout of influenza A. I worked through it, did Mm -hmm. not take a day off, and I was incredibly sick. I then got a really bad infection in my um, uh, liver, I think. I can't even remember now. Um, And, again, I was taking medication, whatever, but kept kept going to work, kept pushing through it, and then obviously had this accident. And I could not physically get out of bed. So mm. it wasn't even the fact that I had a choice to keep going. I couldn't reply to a text message. I couldn't reply to an email. And it was just before the spring race in Carnival. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, so, you know, I had to. Which is the busiest time for you guys. Totally. Yeah. Turn my phone off and just and trust my team. And what, and it gives me months. literally, what they were able to do when I was away was grow the business. Mm. But you weren't just away for like three, four weeks. No, it was, it was 12 months. was a long months. time. Mm. Which, I months. think it's a
1: kind of like a blessing from the as much as oh, it was how yeah. and scared the oh, shit babe. out of you and was awful it's a blessing because it showed you that you can slow down yeah. balance hello say, and are, what, what balance and you're like such like even like knowing you for like since 2014 or whatever or actually even before you even have like a different energy about yeah. yourself like it you're is. so aware which yeah. is an
2: amazing quality to have totally Do you know what everyone and a surgeon she was a female surgeon said to me you at 29 or 28, you should never have had to experience. So I was awake for all my operations because they were in my mm-hmm, spine, mm-hmm. so I could hear what they were saying. I could feel it. I could everything. And then doing it once, knowing what you're going back for for another three times after that. Yeah, that's wild. that shit's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, this surgeon said to me, "What you've gone through at this age, people would never go through in their whole entire lives. But you now have this as perspective." to reflect mm-hmm. every single thing for the rest of your life to say, I got through that and I saw a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. I got through that and now I get to enjoy this. Yeah. So you've got something that is so humbling and so unbelievably, um, you know, I was completely debilitated. Yeah. I had no, no ability to walk. I couldn't talk. I couldn't see. I couldn't hear. I couldn't feel my limbs. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's – been the most incredible experience and i fucking wouldn't take it back mm-hmm. yes i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy but at the same time i've now got that yeah. and no one can take it away yeah. from me i think I, it's okay sorry i was gonna say how has your life changed in every way mm. in every fucking way
0: like, do you get uh, like you're talking about gratitude i think now you,
2: you do, do some meditate. gratitude yeah. yeah yeah so it was really interesting i felt my body had failed me mm. big time um it wouldn't heal and i could not work out they couldn't work out so i couldn't have any more of these um, operations to patch my spine. So they literally said to me, you you have to heal, your body has to heal itself and it should heal itself. So I was on 23 hours a day of bed rest. Mm -hmm. So not being able to get out of bed. I was allowed to shower. I had to eat in bed, drink in bed, everything. And not even due to doctor's orders. I was in so much pain. I couldn't do anything else. Um, And from there, you know, you're stuck with your own thoughts 100%. every second of every day. And I was on so much medication. I was on medicinal grade caffeine, which is like speed. I then was having to take, you know, medication to bring me back down to try and get to sleep. Um, so I was really struggling to understand the why. Mm. Um, and, you know, I felt like I had learnt the lessons and I just didn't understand why I was keep, you know, the, I felt like I would be was being punished in a weird yeah. way. I was going to ask, were you angry? Um, not angry. I was really close to being defeated. Yeah. yeah. Um, which those who know me that's know that yeah. that's a very different thing for me. But I didn't even tell my friends. Like I yeah. literally, apart from Jaden and, um, and some of the girls at work and obviously my parents, I was like so angry so closed about what was going on with me because I don't want I hated being weak too. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want people to pity me. Yeah. yeah. Um so there were so many lessons um learned but then I surrendered. Yeah. And when I say surrendered, <laughs> I mean fucking surrendered. Mm. So I was like, okay, I actually can't fight any longer. Mm-hmm. So what will be will be. And as soon as I let go and actually um I found Um, this incredible guy who was doing a lot of acupuncture and stuff on my body, it slowly started to heal. Um, And it was so crazy, you know, the faith you lose in the medical professions um, when they just let you go and say now you're off on your own because we don't know what Uh. to do with you. Um, But then also, you know, the gratitude for things like my beautiful parents and what they had to go through and seeing myself in their eyes. So... Mm. After my first operation, um, my body went into an actual state of shock. So people don't know what shock is. Shock is when you're, you lose control of your whole body. So my body, I wasn't allowed to, wasn't supposed to be moving, but I couldn't, My I was convulsing yeah. off the bed, um, you know, in emergency, nurses, like the whole bit. And that went on for an hour, like an hour and a half. My body was like, the machines were going crazy. My heart rate was out of control. And just my parents standing there oh. seeing them see me like that. It just those things just change you. Um, but now moving forward, I don't give a fuck mm. what people think about my body. I know my body mm. has been through, through hell, hell and it's been there with me. You know, it's so your body. Dying. Totally. Yeah. If you think I'm fat, think I'm fucking oh, fat. Oh, if no. you think yeah. I'm beautiful, think I'm beautiful. Yeah. Your you know pros and cons of me actually have no weight anymore. I love and that. How
0: much do you love your body? You know oh, babe. Much, yeah. Yeah. Every like night. Like appreciation. Oh,
2: every night. And I never used to be like this. Every night I go to bed and I'm like, thank you for getting out of bed this morning. Letting me walk, do these things, eat, talk, everything. Totally. Yeah. Then, you know, people come like, oh, Johnny sent me a rude text message today. I'm like... (laughs) Johnny's text message <laughs> holds no weight to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit about Johnny's text message. And not being, you know, of course, you know, everyone's all relative. Yeah. Everyone's got their own set of problems. But um, I just feel so enlightened with what I've been through that I'm, um, yeah, it's changed me in a oh, lot of ways. Do you think you'll never
0: not that you'll never work as hard, but you'll you'll have more balance.
2: balance. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that now. I actually, my next boyfriend slash future hubby, lucky you, because yeah, honestly, literally. moving into my next relationship, I just, I'm so much more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And if I get to work at 9.30, I get to work at 9.30. Yeah. If I don't want to work in a day, I don't work in a day. I like think, yeah. And do you know what? If that has long-term a detrimental effect, there's nothing I can do about that because mm. all I can do is do right by me mm-hmm. and do right by me in the present moment. Um, and that's kind of the way I'm going about it. And because of that, I'm a better leader. I'm a better boss. I'm a better, I think I'm a better manager. I'm a better, better friend, better friend, better yeah. person. 100%. All
1: those elements. yeah. hundred percent. And not that
2: you should almost, cause you know, they told me an emergency. They'd never seen anyone survive from the positioning of where my brain Oh my was. gosh. So when someone says that to you and you literally could have died, mm. I'm like, I don't care mm. about the little things anymore. And um, you know, if somebody wants to leave, leave. If someone wants to come, fantastic. It just doesn't hold so much weight for me. Whereas, as you know, mm. God beforehand did oh, 100%. I care about the little things like it. Yeah. I tried to micromanage everything. Mm-hmm. I tried to control everything, make sure everyone was happy, even though it was at detriment to myself. Yep. Yeah. Um. And I'm going to be a little bit selfish now, and yep. you know, do what kind of makes me happy rather than what makes everyone else happy. And I'm, mm. I'm not really sorry about it. I love that. That makes me happy mm-hmm. seeing yeah. that attitude I change. Know. Yeah. I did
0: have a question about um being a boss lady. Mm. Tell and I both had these questions about hiring, firing people.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do I know about hiring um, and firing? So it's um, an interesting one. Hiring and firing is probably the hardest part. Well, your, your team's your most important part of the business, mm-hmm. full stop, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, so good team, great business, bad team, shocking business. <laughs> um, and we've had some doozies, um, but we've also had some phenomenal people. So Justine Cook, Juzzy, oh, she was Justin. our first employee. She helped build the foundation of l Without Juzzy, it would not be the business that it is now. Um, but our first fire was one of the hardest things I have ever had to do. And it was the sp- anxiety. I couldn't really? do it. I oh, have to make Sarah babe. do it. I couldn't do it. I, and I'm not a nurse. Actually, Sarah person. couldn't
0: do it. She's too nice. She thinks she's too nervous. I'm Please. not a nervous so when, when we've had to let. Um, Teams go that
2: work for us. I've been the one that had to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I can't do it. Yeah, it's not easy. But like, and I wanted to do it because mum has got no issues in doing it. Mm. But I wanted to do it out of respect I think it's for a good, that yeah. person because obviously they're working majority. I have a men. question of
0: how you did it because my dad, he kind of mentors me in a way. I was down at the farms with all the staff and he said to me, Sarah, whenever you're firing, firing someone, don't bring them into your office. Don't take them out to lunch because you want to be in a scenario where you can leave at any time. Mm. And say, if they're in your office, they don't leave straight away. You're stuck in a scenario Mm. with them.
2: We've had people, (laughs) sorry, I'm I'm like, sorry. won't be named, but (laughs) we've had people fall downstairs once they've been fired. We've had people, what, in a case to sue you or something? Oh, who would know? (laughs) Uh, Who would know? (laughs) We've had, you know, we've we've had it, we've had it all. Um, yeah. So I don't mean to laugh. I had it all. So it's a really interesting – and obviously in our industry, there's – But when is it the right
0: time to fire someone? When they're not doing the right job. You know. (laughs)
2: Um, And it's one of those things. You can't just have dead weight because it sets a bad example for everyone else. So if someone's sitting there not doing their job properly, how can you expect the rest of your fantastic team to do that? It's not fair. Mm -hmm. And that's what it comes down to, being fair to, number one, yourself. But my dad always used to say as well, you know, think of it as someone stealing from you. If they're willing to come into work every day, take their salary, not ask for anything less. like this take their salary essentially they're stealing from you because they're actually not doing what they're there to do so when you think of it like that it becomes a lot easier um but it's never easy and you know some people like i know my mentor um elliot Garno's dad chris he thrives Does he? oh he fucking loves it but he's an he's an asshole in a good way yeah yeah that yeah. thrives off firing people loves it oh he I've... come in bang fuck you gone you but whereas for me We've got the more Mm. emotional sort of understanding. They've got a family or they've got bills to pay Mm -hmm. or, you know, but at the end of the day, you've got to do what's right by you, your yeah. business and, you know, that That's present true. time. That's and true. hiring someone, how do you know
0: who the right person is out of the field? Because
1: you've hired some people and you thought on paper mm. they were amazing and then <laughs> boom.
2: But so you, I can't answer that. Yeah. I don't have the yeah. I don't have the Because a lot
1: of people can look amazing on paper. Mm. I feel like it's you have to get them to come yeah, in. Right. Do you
0: hire people, say, on a three to six-month trial and say, these are the objectives you have <gasps> to hit? It's hard here. for us because we're
2: introducing them to the talent. Yeah. Mm. So it's not like we can just keep them in the, fucking back and then hard. bring them forward you know we're so lucky with um Jaden was someone who i'd worked with previously so she was brand side and then she came over to the agency so yep. i'd already met her um but again she came on as one role and then developed into our general yeah. manager she essentially now runs the business um and then you know af alex farmer who fucking is our longest standing um, love af, fucking af too fucking love Actually, love I love her. all of them I don't know why I said that um but we had an interview with her and the reason why I hired her is she was honest so we I asked her a question and she said I don't know the answer can I come back to you and instantly I was like I Your like it. values mm. and then she came back to me that night and here's my answer so um and then Lex who's actually Tully's I manager um, Lex uh, had an incredible you know on paper but also she interviewed incredibly well and mm. she came prepared she had everything laid out and I was like you know it's those type of things and Tash was worked with Jaden Pryor, so we already knew Tash was going to be fantastic mm. for the role. And Tash love is one Tash, of the most talented yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Let me guess, Lil's going to say another name, and you are going to. Yeah, go, I love them. I know, too. but that's no, why I was like, I love them all. But every know, time we say so I think <laughs> of like, what, so I'm like oh, okay,
2: I am like. We're weaned out the the ones who we um don't love as much, and we've been left with the fucking superstars. So, um, yeah. But hiring and firing, I haven't, I haven't mastered it. So. Mm. I I think it's something you just learn. Like with business, you learn
1: every single day about how to run a business, what works, what Mm. doesn't work. Like I think that's the fun part about running a business. You literally learn every day. Mm. But team is everything. Yeah, team.
2: team, Yeah. Is everything. Yeah.
0: Well, I think out of this, Tal and I, we want to give people an understanding of back end of influencing. Mm -hmm. Management. How businesses and influencers use social media. And more about you and LLMB.
1: What was that? Ellen Boo. Alan Blue. Alan Blue. <laughs> Alan sorry, Alan Blue we've got Sarah, the farm girl, here, guys.
0: <laughs> both of you. <laughs> um, one thing that just did
1: come to my head, we haven't got our final question. I was yet. thinking about that before, so I'm just. Can I just make one up? So at the end of last last season, we'd always finish the podcast you've listened to, so you know what your dying meal would be like: entree, main. And we decided at the end of last year we're going to scrap that. New so,
0: Year new question. So I, like I actually
1: it. think maybe we should ask something about maybe like.
0: Lil, what would you find interesting for us to ask you Yeah, everyone? like at the end okay. of a podcast.
2: Um, oh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh, I like that. What would you – okay, well, Lil, what would you change? Uh, this is not going to be a very exciting answer because truly – where I'm at right now, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change a fucking thing. Oh, my God. I love that. Only I can only say that now from what I've been through. Like I'm good with me right now. Oh, my
1: God. That's the most like Mm. authentic fucking self-love
0: answer I've ever heard. What Mm. would you say? I would like to be a little bit taller.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, Yeah. take that. I'll, I'll
2: give you some of my height. Thank you.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, one thing I would like to change. I wish I could sing. I've always wanted to have that as a talent.
2: Okay, yours have been good. Okay, I need to come up with one. Yeah, no, (laughs) let me do an app. I'll come back to you with my answer. Come back, we'll have it on the next episode.
1: No, I'd love to be able to sing as a talent. If anyone yeah. knows, I'm very tone deaf and so is Rosalie Rush. And so <laughs> both of us together is a
0: fucking train wreck. Oh, you love it. Well, La- this has been a time. Thank you for sitting down
2: with us. Thank First you. First episode having of guys. 2021. I could not
0: think of a better person.
1: Oh, I love um, you
2: both so much. Just Thank the you. way you
1: run a business, you as a person, your growth oh. is actually like phenomenal. And oh. I liked the end of that podcast. It was very nice. Okay. That's
2: good. Ciao. I'm glad you did. Thank you,
1: guys. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.